Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms. Um, This is uh, the episode in which all of us have returned from our various vacations. We are refreshed and uh, ready to podcast, right? Mm. Yeah, your your face has it all. Do you know how, like, um, you, you know how you think you get back from vacation and you're going to be like, oh, I feel so much better. That never happens. It never happens. Like, just like that, you're back in it, and then you're, like, also behind because you took the week vacation. Right. Like, it just never – the vacation's so It fleeting. doesn't really happen. It's like, so every, every bit of relaxation that you felt immediately evaporates. It's not like it sticks yes. around for a while. No. It's, like, immediate. It's, like, gone. 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 Yeah. So well, how was so it? How did, yeah. How, well, Ingrid, so you were off for two weeks. So I want to hear how, yeah. how was two weeks at the beach? Like, was it too much? Is that no, a thing? No, guys. It wasn't was very it Like, it wasn't very long. Like, it didn't seem like oh. it was long at all. Which is crazy, I know. But it, it was... It was too quick, even though it was two weeks. Um, it was great. I read, ladies. I read my books. That was the thing I Yay! was looking forward to. <laughs> I, I, read, I read the book that Katie and I were reading, The Nest. Mm-hmm. And then I read another book called um, The Piano Teacher. It's really a good book. I highly recommend it. Um, we, can, we can save that for a book club, Katie. Okay, good. But got some reading in, got some relaxation, and um, the kids slept pretty well. So it was good. Now we be back from vacation and the kids have not been sleeping well. I'm not sure how, what's, what's going on there. Maybe but. they have vacation blues just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I guess. Right? The screaming in the middle of the night. So, Katie, you had, like, two like two mini trips. I shouldn't say yep. mini because they were big trips, but, like, two no, shorter trips. Mini. Yeah. Well, um, how did the travel go? So, um, we drove about mm, nine hours to Pennsylvania to visit my family, Western Pennsylvania. Um, it was good. It was good. Um, and then we flew just this past weekend, um, to New York, um, to visit Brian's family on Long Island. So, uh, it was good as well. River did very well. We only had you guys, the first thing you asked me when we jumped on, um, this recording, uh, is did River throw up? And the answer is yes. We had Uh. one throw up and I'll be honest. So I used her little C-band bracelets the whole way up to Pennsylvania and then we got to, you know, of course, Brian doesn't remember where anything is in Western Pennsylvania. So he had like my hometown and like, you know, the people that we were visiting their house and his GPS. And I was like, don't listen to GPS and take this road, which I, of course, I wasn't thinking is like this rural road. You know, I grew up on a farm, so it's very like rural and twisty. And I had taken, we were, I kid you not, 10 to five to 10 minutes away um, oh. from, um, 
uh, from my house and um, I took River's bands off. And as soon as I pulled her, we pulled into the driveway after the long trip. And as soon as I pulled her out, she threw up, um, she threw up into my hands. So it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> and I had like a total mom moment because I wasn't even grossed out. I was like, well, at least we're, you know, at our destination. And all I got to do is just like wash my hands. Just so, like open your hands, pour out the puke on the driveway. I wish you could, if you're listening to this, I wish you could see it. Cause it was literally like this situation, like hands up, bleh, that was over. Okay. Let's get out. That is so much better than the, in the car seat. Yeah, Callie, totally. you have to clean up the car totally. seat. That's the worst. But I will just be nine hours and a throw up at the very last second. Oh, she could have just waited. Just skipped yeah. it all together, I guess. Yeah. But. yeah. Well, note to self, like, leave those C-bands on for, like, Leave the C-bands on. Of course. And Brian, as you can imagine, was like, I mean, what were you thinking? This is, like, the windiest road that we've been on yet. You took her bands off. I mean, the answer is, is I... I wasn't thinking. I was just so excited to finally be on Pennsylvania soil, you guys. So yeah. question number two, second trip, did Breathe she keep the air. mask on on the plane? She did. Good. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you guys have toddlers, preschoolers. Um, and the key, at least in my experience, is that you don't make too big a deal about anything because the minute you start making something a big deal, things they go crazy. Right. So I was like very casual, like, well, let's put, you, you put your mask on. I mean, I think we should, should we want to throw this mask on. Cool. All right, let's put it on, you know? Um, so she did a good job on the shuttle bus in the airport, on the airplane, uh, in the next airport. She, t- she tried to take it off a couple of times and um, we just very casually said, mm, pop that mask. I just go ahead and pop that mask back on. And it worked. So oh, that's awesome. Yay, yeah. Maybe yeah. she was just like so distracted or I think that's what it is too. And I think that's also what it is. Um, you know, she just never, she, I mean, she's been in airports before, but she doesn't remember it. But, um, we, I'm happy to say we did not get kicked off our American airlines flight. We're not so, wearing a mask. I was worried I was going to be in like a TikTok video. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like six year old man punches three year old in the face for not, <laughs> exactly. for not wearing I a know. mask. I didn't know what was going to happen. So we, so. We survived. Um, Karen, Good. I want to talk to you because you did text me when you got back and you were like, uh, yeah, I'm never going camp. I'm not going camping again for at least three to five days, <sighs> I think is what you texted me. Um, yeah, I don't know why I thought that it would be a good idea. Like, you know, I don't everything, know why you did either. No, I never thought it was you. a good idea. Ooh, I yeah. never did. I never <laughs> well, did. Part of it was part of it was that our you should have just really, asked Katie and I. But I yeah. do I did, did like your now? enthusiasm and your positivity about it. I mean, I thought if anybody could pull off a kids camping trip, it would be you guys. It would be you. Karen. Well, yeah. it so. wasn't all bad, but it was a lot. Um, it was a lot kids, of bad. It's it's the kids really wanted to do it, which I think was what I was like. Okay, they want to do it. We can do it. Like it'll be fine. You know, I didn't think about the fact that you're in a tent, all of you. And as we've discussed, like Bennett's not sleeping, like did falling you really, asleep. Like well, that didn't that at no point ever occurred to you. Mm-mm. But you were all didn't, in one didn't tent. occur. We were all in one tent. We yeah, have a what huge did you family think? tent. Multi tents. Yeah, we don't have like a tent for each. I thought you're gonna have like a kid tent. No, and an no, adult have, tent. No, we have Isn't one. Is that big what people tent. do? No. no, and then there's like no. a divider in between. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, it's a lot like of work to set up a tent. It is a two room tent. Yeah, you know, it's like. The divide the, the second room is divided by like a thin a piece, piece of piece of yeah, yeah of, of tent yeah. material. But um no, it was so in the first night we're trying and I also foolishly like try to put them all down together. So we're like the the three kids and me in the tent and Bennett is going nuts. 
like screaming, kicking the tent. Like I literally thought she was going to like kick the tent over. And it's one of those things where you can't really like leave and like zip them in because then like, what if somebody needs to go potty? Like, yeah, I don't know. It was just like that. Like I like didn't think about it, didn't pre-plan at all. And then I get in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like the only option for me right now is to lay in this tent until all three <laughs> kids fall asleep. Yeah, and you're it was going to bed too. the longest two hours, I'm not exaggerating, two hours of my life trying to get Bennett to go to sleep. She's like rolling over. She's rolling on her brother and sister. She's kicking the tent. She's screaming. She's yelling. Meanwhile, you know, when you're camping, like there's other people like semi nearby and the tent does nothing to, of course, like mute the sound. So I'm also like, oh my gosh, we're going to get kicked out of here. Like it was, it was so like, you know, those moments as a parent where you're just like, I'm going to lose it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't know what else to do. And so I just was like trying to be patient and laying with her. I tried everything I could. Like, I think at one point I told Gregory later, I think at one point I like threatened to take away her birthday. Oh, like you're you're not going to turn three. You can't even have a birthday because you won't fall asleep in this town. Like, you know, when you're like in that desperation mode and you're like trying to think of anything. And I I think at one point I was like, Bennett, like, you're not even going to get a birthday party if you don't like you, you're not even going to have a birthday if you can't fall asleep right now. Anyway, so it was, it was a long ride. So meanwhile, tell me, tell me your husband wasn't sitting by a fire, like drinking bourbon during this process. Um, you know, it's funny. He, well, it was one of those things where a part of me was like, you know, you really can't do a lot. Like, what is he going to do in the tent too? tag teamed out? Like, and well, you're in. We could have. He's not as good at getting them to go to sleep as I am. You know, it's like one oh, of those things like classic. you should just do it yourself because yeah. Um, it, but he yeah. did, he came in and he was like drinking a beer in the tent, like awkwardly watching me try to get the three kids to go to sleep. And then I was like, this is like, just go sit out, like just go <laughs> and like relax and enjoy yourself. There's no reason for like us both to be in misery. Um, you know, other than that, it was, it was really fun and they had a great time and it was good, but it was, it was very poor planning on my part to think that I could get my two-year-old who doesn't fall asleep in her own room in our house you know, right. to bed in this tent. Um, but we didn't get kicked out like Katie, like we didn't, we didn't get kicked out. So that was a positive. Good, good. Um, and it was good. I do, I do. It's just, it was so much. Like, I don't know when I'll ever try it again. So if I do okay. suggest it, be like, Karen, listen oh, back to this podcast yeah. and don't do it. Okay. Don't do Maybe it. Maybe try and like, you know, when they're teenagers. Yeah. Well, then they, like, are going to be difficult. I think, like, 10 is, like, a good age, right? Mm. Like, 8 to 10, maybe? Yeah. Like, Even, like, like 10, do things six. on their own? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, well, but we all survived. We, we and survived, we all had, yeah. We all had some, like, maybe one moment of relaxation. Yeah, Which... definitely. One moment. From the news desk. All right, so let's get right into it. Let's uh, let's get into the news. And this first one comes from the New York Times, and uh, it the title is "They're not anti-vaccine, but these parents are hesitant about the COVID shot." Um, many of them are vaccinated. That's the parents, that is. But when it comes to their kids, the unknowns give them pause. And this is basically an article. The New York Times um, talks about how a doctor. Uh, posted on Instagram to her followers that if you are hesitant about the COVID vaccine for their 12 to 15 year olds, reach out, ask your questions. And she was surprised because she got 600 messages filled with questions and concerns. And she sort of addresses, um, she sort of addresses the main concerns in this article. Um, But she said she, this article says, um, 
most of the parents she heard from had already had the COVID-19 vaccines themselves and would preface their message with, I am not an anti-vaxxer or an anti-masker. I'm just worried. And according to recently released polls, parents across the country actually share these concerns as well, with only about 30% saying they would get their children vaccinated right away. Parents of infants and preschoolers, which is us, you guys, expressed more anxiety about the vaccine than parents of teenagers did. So again, she sort of goes through the article. Um, For teens, a lot of parents were concerned about puberty and fertility, that the COVID vaccine would impact those. And she writes um, that it's just not she understands the concern, but it's not valid. There is no biological mechanism that would make the COVID-19 vaccine worse for teens. Um, And the immune response um, would not change puberty or fertility. For younger children, a lot of parents wrote about allergies. Um, And of course, we know that the, the COVID vaccine is not, of course, approved for kids under the age of 12 just yet, perhaps this fall. And she talks about how, um, I thought this was interesting. You need to weigh the real life impacts of the virus against something like an allergic reaction. And she talks about how um, uh, COVID, it's not a totally benign disease in children. Thousands of children have been hospitalized and hundreds have died. Um, so we talked a lot about vaccines and our kids. What, do you, what, what did you guys think about this? Where are you, where are you coming in here? I mean, this, this, this line in this article, this is a thought that's crossed my mind. I don't want my children to be responding to those lawyer ads you see on TV mm-hmm, 25 yeah. years from now. Yeah. You know, the ones, if you were under the age of 16 in the years of 2021 to 2022 and received the COVID-19 vaccination, you could be entitled to compensation. Like those, mo- those, those things pop into your head as a mom because you are ultimately in control of, you know, every decision at this point that your toddler makes and you would hate to ruin your child's life and future because of a decision you made. Not saying that, that, that this is the case with the vaccine, but um, in all things we do, you know, we second guess ourselves. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, obviously we don't have the ability to vaccinate our toddlers yet. Um, I'm still scared about it, but um, I, I think the more tests that are done and the more that people get it, to, I, I think that those fears will be alleviated. Also, I mean, I got a vaccine yesterday, guys, at the doctor's office. Like, we get vaccines all the time. Uh, I mean, I'm pregnant, I'm get, and I got the COVID vaccine. You know, so shouldn't I, so doesn't that mean I've already kind of vaccinated one of my children already? I mean, yeah. so, mm-hmm. but it's still it's so nerve wracking, and I and I feel better hearing this article because there are people who are thinking like me out there. I'm not the only one who's a little bit hesitant about this. I feel like, Katie, last time you were kind of like all about like, yes, like definitely we're doing this without a doubt, which I want. I think I'll get there, but I'm just not quite there yet. You know, um, I definitely have some of these same concerns. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not an anti-masker. But uh, I did, I, I had this conversation with Brian. This was a couple months ago at this point. And he was the one who was like, yep. When River's turn comes up, like she's gonna get the vaccine, and I was a, I was maybe a, maybe there was ten percent of me that was a little bit hesitant. But the longer this vaccine is out there, and the more I read on the news about variants, and pe- I mean, people are still getting sick, kids are getting sick, teenagers are still getting sick. We had a local teen here in Western North Carolina who, as of like two weeks ago, was on a ventilator because of COVID. Mm. Um, I don't do my own taxes. I farm them out to an expert. And just like my, the health of my toddler, I'm not going to make 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to farm that out to somebody who is an expert and that's the doctor. So if Rivers pediatrician says, get the vaccine, it could be life-saving. I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. So that's my stand standpoint. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I'm pretty, pretty for sure that we'll do it. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, this article mentioned the fertility issue and I have talked to several people who mentioned that. And I just hadn't, I guess I hadn't read that. I hadn't even thought of that as a concern. And, and especially with teenage girls, I think that is like my daughter's 13, 14, like maybe has just started puberty or hasn't yet. Like how will this impact it? And it's, it was just something that I hadn't thought of, but then I'm glad in this article, it said like per the doctors, like there's no basis for that. Yeah. I mean, I think that fertility stuff is, I've seen um, several people posting on Facebook specifically about that. And I think it's one of like the myths or hoax about COVID, mm-hmm. which infuriates me that people continue to post it because it's just not true. But so many mm-hmm. people read that stuff, read and believe mm-hmm. stuff on mm-hmm. Facebook without any uh, research or validation and then they share it and spread it and it's just not true. And it, I don't know, I mean, it, it, some people are maybe choosing not to get their kids vaccinated because it's something that they read on mm-hmm. social media. So. Well, and I, one of the doctors too, in this article, I liked said like, this is science, this is database. Like let's, let's not get carried away with what we think could happen or what we're worried about. Like, let's look at what the facts are and what the, the research has shown. And as Ingrid said, you know, like, I don't think twice about whatever, when I go to the pediatrician, they say, okay, your kids do for this, this, and this. I say, great. You know, and the doctor always thanks, says thank you for for doing all these vaccines for your child. We think this is the right decision. Um, And I don't think twice about it. And I know that people are worried because this is newer. But again, like they've been researching this type of thing for a long time and just were able to quickly like match it up to what this particular coronavirus, uh, you know, disease was, um, virus was. But I I just, I, I don't know. I guess I just trust the doctors. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. They're saying this fall, perhaps, for kids our age, um, mm-hmm. which I hope happens because River's going to preschool this year and I want her to be vaccinated. So mm-hmm. yeah. we'll see what happens. Mama, mama. Mom's the word. On that note, I have a um, mom that I would like to submit a um, new book for our uh, book club that will never happen, but we all are. <laughs> we pretend that's happening. Our, that we pretend, pretend we already have, have We have time in our lives um, to, to have a book club. Uh, I read this one a couple of weeks ago. It's called Mary Jane, a novel. It's by Jessica Anya Blau. I don't know if I'm, I could be mispronouncing her name wrong. I don't know. So good, you guys. If you're looking for a beach read, this is one of my favorite books I've read in a very long time. Say Um, it again. It's called Mary Jane, a novel. Mm -hmm. And the uh, protagonist in the book, her name is Mary Jane. She's a 14-year-old. It takes place um, in the summer of, I think, somewhere in the 1970s in Baltimore. Mm. Um, and so I love it because they really set the scene. Like if you're one of those people that's into music, um, it talks a lot about the music and sort of the culture of the seventies. Um, but it's kind of a coming of age story. She, Mary Jane, this 14 year old comes from a very conservative household in her same neighborhood. She takes a nannying, a sunny, a summer nannying job and for a doctor and, um, their little girl and he is a psychiatrist and he is treating a famous, 1970s rock star and his 
famous wife and how she just sort of, it's like the difference between the straight laced house and family that she obviously is part of and this very progressive family. It's like sex, drugs, rock and roll, all of the things that she gets introduced to um, in this summer. And it's good. And especially if you have kids, you'll love this because the little girl she takes care of um, is very spunky and just rem will remind you of your preschooler. And honestly, the parenting style, like Mary Jane's mother's parenting style versus the parenting style of um, the uh, the mother of the little girl she's nannying for, is very interesting. Um, it was one of my favorite books I read in a long time. It came out last month. And Mary yeah, it's Jane, new. A novel. Yeah, it's good. Brand it's new. Good. Ingrid, actually, Ingrid, did you just buy it right now, Ingrid? Like well, I'm. You know, I just finished my books at the beach, so I'm thinking mm -hmm. maybe I should read this. It's good. It's good. And it's gotten a lot of good <clears throat> reviews. I think a lot of uh, a lot of reviewers are saying, like, this is one of the best books of uh, 2021 so far. So highly cool. recommend. Okay. All right. Check it out. On to the next article, Why I Let My Children Play With Box Cutters. This is, a, this is an interesting <laughs> one. Um, this is from Scary Mommy. And... Um, so the mom is admitting she lets her, her listen to the age, <clears throat> eight-year-old daughter and six-year-old son use box cutters. Um, and her argument is, you know, they build things out of boxes. They are recycling cardboard and, like, making fun things, and it entertains them. And her point is, like, yes, it's a risk. Could they cut themselves? Yes. But they're not going to cut their fingers off. Like, you just kind of have Ooh, to judge, you like, balance the, like, there's a risk, but what's the possible harm? And uh, she says that she needs to assess the, the, her kids need to assess the risk themselves. And kids don't learn unless you let them. Uh, so I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, I felt like in my head, I was like, I feel like Katie and Ingrid might be cringing with this one, like would never let their kids, you guys would not let your kids have box cutters, not, right? I mean, not unsupervised, like this woman is saying. Um, yeah. It, uh, you know, I will say this about my kid, and this is one of the things that I've learned, is that River is nat naturally a very cautious kid. So mm -hmm. I have sort of <clears throat> learned to stop being, I mean, obviously I'm still you know, on the lookout and, and know that I need to protect her from the dangers that she poses to herself and all of that. But, um, I don't, I mean, no, I probably would not let my six-year-old or even my eight-year-old use a box cutter unsupervised, but I would like to think that she would be smart enough. Like at this point she would be smart enough. River knows like scissors that she needs, that she can't touch them. She sees scissors and she knows like dangerous sharp, same thing with knives on the counter. So I'd like to think that this wouldn't, you know, that she would, she would use common sense if I were allowed her to use box cutters unsupervised. Ingrid? I, I would like to be more like this mother. Um, yeah. I probably wouldn't go this far with things, but, um, you know, I think I can be overly cautious. Like, I think probably the majority of parents are probably a little overcautious, um, especially when you get around kids that are just a little bit older than your kids and you realize like, oh, that wasn't a big deal for them to go down that massive hill on their bike. Like they, they, they can do it. Like, again, they might fall off and hurt themselves, but me saying, no, 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 that's way too steep of a hill. Well, that's not fun for a kid, A. And B, how are they going to learn? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the dangers of life and recreation. So I, I like this woman. I like this article. I think that she 
<laughs> maybe has gone a little bit farther than what I will. She says that they just sliced their own bread this morning for breakfast and scrambled, and scrambled their own that. eggs for breakfast. And I was like, well, my kids are definitely not going to be able to. I mean, slicing bread is a very difficult task, first of all, for an adult. Like, a child is a child sliced bread. Good for them. Uh, I don't know. It's a fun article. Yeah, I think, you know, as with everything, we should probably be somewhere in the middle, right? Like, let them have some risks, but not you know, go too far with it. I, I, I don't know. I, it's funny because I feel like I was obviously way more careful with my first two. And like, I mean, now, you know, like Ella Ray's using legit scissors now, like not just the kid scissors, but like she can use regular scissors. Right. And she'll, so she'll leave them out on her desk yeah. and then Bennett will come home and I'm like, oh my gosh, like my two year old is walking around with sharp scissors. Like mm-hmm. this is not good. Um, so I think some of it is just like, the evolution of, you know, your, your kids. And, you know, by the time you get to your third, it's like, well, hope she's safe. (laughs) You know, like you just can't keep as good of an eye on them as you can. And it's not like I'm purposefully like here, Bennett, let's use, let's, you you can use scissors. You can use a box cutter at two. No, but like, I don't know. You just have to, at some point, I think you just kind of have to trust that hopefully they're going to be smart about it and not. And usually Bennett, honestly, like usually does like be like, Mom, here's some scissors. And I'm like, oh, thank you for realizing right. that I left River, a dangerous thing out that you That's how River is. That's how I River mean, is. But it's hard. You know, my next door neighbor, the, the kid next door, he was playing on the playground that's very close to our houses. And he fell. And he's like nine. He fell mm-hmm. like on the mulch and broke his arm the other day. Mm. See, these are like, the like, like, And I'm like, well, my, that, yeah. my yeah, kid is half your age. And he plays on that same thing by himself. And right. I thought it would be fine. But I mean, what am I supposed to do? Not let my kids play on the monkey bars? Like, no, you just let them play. And then if they break their well, arm, then they have a cast. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, who, who, like, you know, most kids have a broken bone story and they're fine. You know, like, it stinks as the mom yeah. to, like, have to deal with it. But, like, it's not like they're going to, like, not succeed in life because they had a broken arm at age eight. You oh, know? Right. You just have to pray there's not going to be a tragedy that unfolds. Right. Oh. Yeah. Which we read too yeah. much news. <laughs> well, that's, I know, that's I, exactly where my mind that's, just went, Ingrid. That's the problem is like you can think, I can, I can just think uh, off the top of my head about a handful of stories that just were fluke accidents that did not know, end well. So I know. That's the problem. Yeah, that's I know. Problem. We just need to stop reading. Don't listen to yourself, to, Katie, when you're angry. I know. I know. <laughs> don't, don't comprehend what you're reading on the news. Don't comprehend. Don't. don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. This this next article is pretty controversial. It comes oh my from the gosh, Sydney. This, it's blowing yeah. my mind. This yeah. Okay. It comes from the Sydney Morning Herald. Having a kid is probably my biggest life regret. My biggest life regret is what this author is saying. I'm not saying this, folks. <laughs> but <laughs> Sam Roberts is an American author. He tweeted this back in 2019. Uh, That he and his wife regretted having their son. And parents across the world slammed him for being selfish, unkind, asking, uh, someone asked, you know, why would you inflict this sort of pain on your child? What if they read this tweet? Um, It is, the tweet is now deleted, but I think that the author probably still stands by what he said. And it just kind of brings to light the fact that some parents don't want to be parents and they don't have the choice at this point because they've already had their kids. Um, so, for example, there's a study that they mentioned in this article that 
one in five fathers and mothers regret becoming parents. One in five. Whoa. That's a lot. Do you think parents. they were just having a bad day the day they answered that survey? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like they, they were potty training at the moment. And yeah, because right. I mean, Somebody. I'll be honest. You all, like, I don't care who you are. Be honest. Like, you definitely had days where you're like, oh my gosh, this these this kid, these kids are driving me crazy. Do you think that they they were having one of those moments when they answered probably. That survey? Probably. But, you know, I I didn't know that there were this many people who regretted having their children because there's Facebook groups out there for everything, obviously, but including the I Regret Having Children Facebook group, which has 28,000 followers. Um, Wow. And, you know, these people post anonymous stories as to why they don't want to be parents, why they regret it. Um, And the rest of this article goes through, like, personal stories of people who regret having kids um, this one woman, she was a teen mom, and now she has a teenager. And she says, as a woman, if you give up the baby, you're a monster. If you have an abortion, you're a monster. If you have a child and you don't like it, you're a monster. And she's just kind of living with this feeling of regret. And she doesn't have a, an outlet because everyone's judging her, um, which I find I find very sad for her situation. Um, and hers is obviously very different than ours. She was, you know, a teen mom. Um, we re- really thought about getting pregnant, and wanted to have our kids and had our kids. So it's a little bit different. But even people who had planned to have kids are now regretting it because they didn't know how much uh, stress it would be on them personally and their relationships. I mean, we all have talked a lot about this on the podcast, but in this article, they talk about the toll on marriages and how the first specifically three years are the most tough. Um, and I, I mean, I, I can totally see that kids screaming, not listening to you. You're not sleeping at night. I mean, all of the things that we always talk about in this podcast, but you're right, Katie. I mean, I think everyone has had a fleeting thought, like, what have I done with my life? Like, this is horrible. Like, what, why did I, why I did this to myself on purpose? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's a shame. I mean, uh, and maybe that's what these people are upset about is, I mean, sadly, they don't have an outlet like the Anchor Moms podcast um, <laughs> where you can complain about your kids and your life as much as you want to, because maybe that's just the thing is it's frowned upon, you know, to, to come. I mean, it's hard. Being a parent is hard. I mean, I would say the good certainly outweighs the bad, but maybe it's just people don't tell you how hard it's going to be, or you just can't imagine how hard it's going to be. And you're not, it's not a lot of, it's like a tab, maybe it's a taboo subject to talk about that, especially nowadays. I feel like it's a little bit more common to read things and articles about parenthood and how hard it is. But I think a couple of years ago, it was just kind of like, just deal with it. And so maybe that's what these people are. Maybe it's less that they regret having their kids and just more about, they don't feel like people are hearing them or that they, there's a safe space for them to (laughs) complain about it or people aren't understanding their hardships. And I think one of the quotes I wrote down was, I feel tricked into wanting them by biological urges and the romanticized version of kids that isn't close to reality. And I think that's the thing that got me about this article. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people feel like they feel duped and they feel like there's this cultural societal norm 
or push or demand of like, you should have kids. Like you're a young married couple. You should have kids. Like that's what you should do. And it's going to be great. And it's going to be perfect. And that's just how it works. And so I do feel bad. I feel like that's the big problem here is that there's just this like bar that's been set that like, this is, this is the norm. This is what you should do. And you know, there are people who don't want to have kids and they shouldn't have to conform to this, you know, um, example or this, this false, um, you know, demand that we should have that, have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember there was a couple, um, who we were friends with and, uh, right after Ella Ray was born and they were trying to decide if they wanted to have kids. And she told me like, look, I really just don't want to have kids. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to because that's what everybody does, but I have no desire to have a kid and I don't know what to do. And it was when Ella Ray was a newborn and in like the kind of difficult stage. And I remember being like, then don't like, look, this is hard stuff. And like, if you're not sold on like wanting to be a parent, don't do it just because you feel like you're supposed to do it. You know? So does she ever do it? Does she have kids? No. Mm -mm. And I think they're perfectly happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a big part of it is just people feel like they're like they feel um, coerced almost into doing it just because yeah. they're supposed to. And I hate that because, yeah, everybody's different. Some people only want one kid. Some people want five kids. Some people want no kids. And that's all fine. Like, do, you know, you do you. So I hate that people feel pressured into it. Um, and maybe you're right. Those are the people um, who then come to regret it. And also the time, the time crunch, right? So you have to make Mm -hmm. this massive life changing decision Mm -hmm. within a short period of time, right? Mm -hmm. Like before you're 40 or early forties, one person in this article is like, yeah, I turned 40 and all of a sudden everyone's like, you better get going. Like if you want kids Mm -hmm. now is the time. Well, I don't know. That's unfair. I think some people Mm -hmm. aren't at the point where they can take care of themselves very well. Well, even before 40, so having a kid could be disastrous. And that's, I think, what's happened in a lot of these cases, too. It's sad, though. I feel bad for the kids of these people. Well, right? of like, course. Yeah. You don't yeah, want to feel a unwanted. say that they love their, like, they, we were, mm-hmm. I regret having, I love my kid. I'm, I, you know, I just don't enjoy raising my kid. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think there are moments ev- in every parent's life where you have that, like, of course you love your kid, but you're also like, oh, you just threw up into my hands. Thank you. After a 10 hour, you know, car drive, you know, yeah, you no just one have like those moments wants where you're to, like, like, you would have rather yeah. driven without river totally. 10 hours, like, mm-hmm. but you obviously yeah. wanted her there. So you have to put up with it. Like there's, exactly. that's just the trade off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But if, uh, if you have time, you should go read this article because it's like kind of jaw dropping. So yeah. It's, interesting. Yeah, I was it's an interesting one. Yeah. Win of the week. I have a win this week. Um, so Henry graduated preschool, which Aww. is a cute because they like, you know, wear the little like cap and gown and it's Do like they? Yeah. But anyway, besides the cuteness factor, um, the real win here is. You guys, we had at one point not too long ago three children in full time childcare, which is a little bit pricey. And mm-hmm. now we are in close view of only one child in childcare. That's Congratulations. awesome. That is I mean, so I hate nice. to like think of it that way, but kind of like every time one of our kids graduates from preschool, I'm like, 
Ta-da! Cha-ching! Like, I mean, that's a huge, <laughs> change. huge savings. Yeah. Um, it gets really expensive. I mean, other moms out there, I'm sure, can relate because, you know, full-time daycare is not cheap. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have two school-aged kids, which, you know, is amazing, and then just, just one in preschool. So, exciting. And there's the cuteness factor of the little red cap and gown on a little Aww. four-year-old. I love so. it. It's good all the way Congratulations, Henry. Congratulations, Mom. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, guys. um, Thanks for listening. Um, Leave us a review. We we have a big announcement next week, so you'll want to listen in on the podcast. The tissues. Big tease. I think you're going to need the tissues for this one. Some of us anchor (laughs) moms will. Maybe Ingrid less so, but uh, there's your little tease. Um, Yeah. We'll see you next week. Or you might be celebrating. Okay. (laughs) Or we might be celebrating. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on who your favorite anchor mom is. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Anchor moms. Thanks for listening.